Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. A cute guy's profile appeared on Grinder for the first time the other day. I'd not seen it before, so I thought I'd message him. Here's how the conversation went. I'm going to use my voice for my bits, and then so you don't get confused, I'll use a much lower one for him, so you can tell the difference. Okay, uh, I started. Hi, how's it going? Hey cock and then i blocked him i've been getting a lot of this recently that or someone who'll randomly send you three pictures of their bum hole before they've even said hello as if after the second one you might be thinking oh my god that's disgusting but then the third one appears and you're like oh actually yeah that's much better because you know it's all about the angles anyway what was i talking about (laughs) oh yeah dick i had a trial period at one of those expensive gyms there's one near my office and we got a corporate three weeks trial the other week. I've no plans to spend any money there, but I thought a week of hanging out near some different showers might be fun, see if anyone fancies one of my special scrub-downs. It's one of those hyper-masculine gyms where everything's based around boxing, and they have a big boxing ring actually in the gym, so all those bro-flakes can feel proper manly and stuff. It was fun to listen to them talking about who was doing Muay Thai and who preferred MMA and who had a fight coming up this weekend and who was training for a different weight class and all that hardcore mask shit. But I noticed that all these slabs of muscle and testosterone, while chatting about the best way to feed someone their own kneecaps in the gym, would all act like the shyest schoolboys as soon as they got into the changing rooms. They'd stride around from the weights bit to the boxing bit to the cardio bit, legs wide as if they needed extra room for some enormous swinging genitals. But then as soon as they got into the changing rooms, everything would change. They'd wrap the towels around them nice and tight, and then they'd turn to face a wall or a locker or kind of angle themselves into their locker itself, then shimmy out of their gym kit as if their cock was going to shrivel and drop off if it got exposed to the light. I don't know, maybe that's what happens if you get a blowjob from Dracula. I'm not saying you have to wave your willy around in the changing rooms, although wouldn't that be lovely? But these guys, they all seem terrified of seeing each other naked. Maybe it's just because I'm pretty comfortable being naked and I'm not really a bro flake. I love that word. These guys just all acted as if this big manly facade would crumble if anyone actually saw what their willy looked like instead of the meaty mammoth that they pretend it is. And, you know, maybe a lot of the issues we have around dick size come from porn because you know we don't look at each other's dicks very often although i think we should more i think it's perfectly healthy everyone should have a good look at their friends dicks you know i think it'd be a good thing but generally the only dicks we see are in porn and porn stars are always going to be bigger than average no one ever goes hello i've got an exactly medium-sized cock can i be in a porn film because they'll be like well no not unless we zoom in 
And so if young'un's first experience of sex and penises comes through porn, they're all going to think they're undersized because these guys with knobs down to the knees are all on there having a great time having sex. And it becomes part of that thing, you know, oh, mine's not big enough. Oh, ooh. it's a bit unhealthy, really, which is, you know, why we should all just whap them out every now and then and have a good look around. I was chatting about this sort of thing and dick size in general with one of my lovers recently. Mother Nature gave him an extremely large helping of sausage, so I thought he'd be a good person to talk to. He was telling me how, when you're really big, it can become all anyone really cares about. I rolled my eyes thinking he was exaggerating a bit until he showed me his WhatsApp and his grinder and any other way that people could message him. So many of the messages started with things like, Hey, hungalicious, or hello, big dick, or yo, donkey boy. Or they're all real, honestly. People are weird. And he said how it could be a bit exhausting to be seen as nothing but a dick transportation device. And while this might seem like the worst whining of the penally overprivileged, like, you know, complaining there wasn't enough time to try everything at the banquet when someone's rummaging through the bins for a half-eaten party sausage, it turns out there's a lot more to it than that. He told me it got to the point where he wasn't really invited to parties. His dick was. Like, the gays having the party would know that there was a good chance he'd get drunk and horny, so they'd invite him so they could play with his wang. And when he realised, and drank less, or took a date, or changed his behaviour so that these things didn't happen as much, the invites and the parties and the interest in spending time with him started to dry up. And that feeling of being invited somewhere, and then realising you're not there because people are interested in seeing you and you're surrounded by friends, but because some gays want to look at and play with are just a part of your body, that can be really damaging. We all want to have friends and feel loved and part of a social group, but no one's interested in any of that if you've got a big wang. You just become an object. Be as interesting as you want, you know, try and get to know people as much as you like, but if all they're after is a play with your man-meat, then it's not going to matter that you're charming and witty and stuff like that. He told me it got to the point where he didn't know if someone was flirting with him because they were actually interested, or if it was just because they'd heard about his enormous pickle and just wanted to have a play. It's a bit like being rich and surrounded by people who only like you for your money until you lose it all and then you find out who your real friends are. Except in this case, that would involve a bread knife and... Oh, I've made myself feel a bit sick. And to be honest, I'm probably slightly guilty of it too. I remember the first time I saw a truly big willy on a boy for the first time. It was a lad called Michael and I went to a swimming club with him when we were at school. He was the year below me, but he was easily a foot taller than I was. I remember being physically shocked and just staring at it. As it swung around there, it was like a chip shop sausage. Or if you want to be a bit more middle class, it was like a salami in an Italian deli. Huge it was. Absolutely massive. I was mesmerised. I just wanted to sit there and bat at it, you know, like a cat with a piece of thread or something. He never let me play with it, though. I had to make do with watching him change into and out of speedos three evenings a week. There's probably something a bit performative in there, but anyway. It's not even as if... A bigger wang makes for better sex. It's pretty much all about technique, or at least so I'm told. The guys who take the time and are confident enough to learn how to use what they have, rather than just banging it in and whacking away, whatever the size, they're going to be better lovers. You know, a big wang, if wielded badly, is going to make your eyes water. But similarly, if you're on the smaller side, not knowing what to do just leads to a kind of jabby, uncomfortable experience. So I'm told, anyway. I did ask once about the size of my cock. Only once. I was a teenager at the time, and, and like, I wasn't really comfortable with my body yet. So I was like, is it, is it okay? And the response was, yeah, it's all right. Which <laughs> could have been worse, I suppose. 
So, you know, despite everyone wanting to be bigger and to feel like more of a man or whatever, it's not all it's cracked up to be, so I'm told. Maybe we all just need to be a bit less concerned about what everyone else has and learn to love what we have and, you know, how to use it. Because it's not like we don't play with it all the time anyway. And whether you've got a truck or a moped, there's no point just sitting there and polishing it in the driveway. You've got to learn to drive it properly. And also learn how to park it in particularly tight spaces. This was Probably True, the award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 